Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to be doing a little NCAA preview for tonight's game to start things off for uh, Virginia versus Texas Tech. Uh, And then we're going to go over the NBA player poll. So there was like 109 players or something that did a whole um, poll on a ton of questions. We're going to be going over all of that because there's a lot to cover, and I'm excited to do that. Then I'm going to go over because we're joined by No Colin. No Colin until about Friday at earliest. Uh, He's going away this week, so there's going to be No Colin. has not been calling for a while, so if we can get him back on the show. Uh, and then I'm going to just go over some would-you-rather questions I found on the internet because we are going to have a little bit of time, and I figured I haven't really given you guys a mini-game of late, and that'll be that'll be fun. It'll be a lot of would-you-rather questions, so hopefully you can do more of those. But I'm sorry for no episode yesterday. I told you guys to expect one, but don't be surprised if there isn't one. And um, I got home at 11.15, I think, 11 or 11.15. On, on a Sunday night, so, and I I had school in the morning, so it just wasn't going to happen, it wasn't my fault, I thought we were going to get home 7 or 8, and I was like, yeah, I'll have enough time to do a podcast if it's 7 or 8, but instead, we, when we got there, I was like, when, when are we going home, and they were like, no, like 11, 10 at earliest, so, <sighs> what can we do, also, no one has been calling in on, uh, the podcast lately, uh, again, after the, uh, Anchor mobile app, just type in after the boys, buzzer sports talk, a voice message. Charles or Billy have not called me back in like almost, it's been a week and a half. So I'm very disappointed with that. And then none, uh, no one else has called it. I'm, I'm getting lonely and I'm getting sad because Colin's not going to be here till Friday. So can I have someone to talk to, interact to? Um, please, please. I'm begging you. So, yeah, let's get to uh, all those things I just said. First, we'll start off with the uh, NCAA Tonight's uh, Championship Preview. So, yeah, let's get to that. Okay, so if you don't know, last podcast, first I'll start with this. I made uh, my predictions for who's going to the championship. And I sat here and I told you guys my pick. I... I'm horrible at picking these. So I said, if I had a pick, I'd say Virginia, Michigan State. But I said, I would not be surprised at all if if either Auburn or Texas Tech win. But not both of them will. Just one of them. And I said, if I had to choose, I didn't really know. I'm rooting for Auburn because they're kind of the Cinderella. But if I had to pick one, I'd say Texas Tech. But I will say my final uh, answer was Virginia versus Michigan State. So I had Virginia right, Tech, uh, Michigan State wrong. If you don't know, I picked uh, Virginia win my bracket last year, like millions of other people, and they lost in the first round. So this year I had them as Elite Eight exits, and I was wrong. So they, if they go on to win, that would be incredible. Like, that's just such an underrated story brewing up right there. So we're going to kind of go over tonight's game. Uh, first of all, just in case you don't know and you're wondering, the game tips off at, I believe, 9.20 uh, p.m., according to, uh, um, what what's its face, CBS um, Sports. So, which is ridiculous. I'll tell you this. It's one of my, probably my least favorite part about March Madness. Getting picks wrong is frustrating, but having the championship on it after 9 o'clock on a Monday night is ridiculous. You can catch the beginning of the game, but then it's like, who, who can stay up on a Monday night? Monday night? Who does that? This is one of the biggest sports games of the year, I believe. It's such a bad marketing move, and I hate it because it happens every year where I love March Madness. 
and I'm very interested. I watch all the games leading up. Like, I, I can tell you all these different places that I watch the game, and I've got some good memories watching some of these games. Just to finally get to the championship, just to not be able to really see it, you know? Until the morning, you know? That, that just sucks. Put it at, like, a Saturday night, please. I'm begging you. And I know it just doesn't work out. Like, they always start at this certain time, follow the same schedule. Oh, lands on a Monday. I hate that. No, stop. Stop doing that. Why? Why does it have to late on a Monday night? I don't care when it is. You don't put it on a Monday. You put it on the weekend. Sunday night would even kind of bother me. You put it on a Friday or a Saturday night, like a normal person would. No, no. Who puts it at after 9 o'clock on a Monday night? I, I hate that. It's so stupid why they would do that. I'm sorry. Call in on your thoughts how dumb that is. Who who really has the time to stay up on a Monday night? Like That's the worst time. Who? Oh, oh it bugs me so much because I watched that whole thing just to not be able to really watch the championship because it's a Monday night and it's 9 o'clock. If it's 6 o'clock, even that's weird. Monday on a 6 o'clock, but at least I can watch the game. Look, I'm not going to... The game's probably going to end at midnight. I have school in the morning. I'm not... I can watch the beginning of the game. I'm not, I, plus, it's not... It's tips off at night. That's just, I've said it already. I just hate it. All right. I'll stop ranting on that. But tonight's game is going to be defensive slugfest. These are two of the top defensive teams in the league. And I think the key players for both teams are definitely... Um, well, when I look at Virginia, what I don't get now is something I also hate about the NCAA is you'll have a team's most important player. Like, their best player is, like, a unranked prospect or, like, a late first-round pick or an early second-round pick. Then their, like, second-best player is, like, a lottery brick. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why? Why? Why is he better you know, he's doing better, but he's ranked worse. And, I mean, it makes sense in some occasions, but some occasions, like, why isn't this guy getting a chance? Like, Cassius Winston might go undrafted. Tyus Battle might go undrafted. Ethan Happ might go undrafted. And all these guys have had good college careers and deserve a chance. Like, why are they going undrafted? So, I mean, it's just odd to me. And then you'll have all these, like, no-names getting drafted. So, I, I just don't like that. But, uh, what's his name? Um... For Texas Tech, sorry. Uh, it's it's Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver, can, do you see him having back-to-back bad games? He had a horrible game the other day. Um, but someone else that I wanted to talk about on Texas Tech, Tariq Owens, and he's their center. And you might not really know who he is, but he's a really, like, lengthy guy. He's actually a senior. He's 6'10", 250 pound, 205 pounds. So he's solid size. He's, a, he's slightly undersized for a center, but not much. He's got solid length. Uh, but he doesn't weigh a lot. He's kind of skinny, a little undersized, and he's probably not going to go to the NBA. He's only averaging 8.8 points, 5.8 rebounds, 0.8 assists, but he shoots 62% from the field, so he doesn't do much offensively, but he's very efficient. Um, He doesn't need the ball a lot to uh, thrive, but he is a monster on defense. The guy can shoot free throw 79%, but two and a half blocks. Last year he had 2.8 blocks per game. I watched him the other day – in that final four game against Michigan State when I was down in New Jersey, it was like we were eating dinner at like someplace and I was watching the game and I was like, dang, this guy's a absolute beast. He's getting like hit in the head. He's like diving. 
to save the ball. He's really hustling. He's getting blocks. Like, this guy was a monster on defense. He's just a hustler. And I think he's got some potential. Not going to get drafted, but, I mean, he's got some potential. He just needs to uh, become a little bulkier, I think, and work on his offensive game. But he's got the defensive tools um, to succeed in the NBA. He won't go to the NBA, unfortunately, and it stinks to say, because he's in a senior year and he's only averaging 8.8 points. But I, I like him. I, I liked him a lot. I like those kind of players with that type of potential. Even though he's not going to get drafted, um, I, I just really liked him. Okay, so then I look at the Virginia Cavaliers. And I sit here and say their key guys are definitely, they're going to need Kyle Guy or Ty Jerome to go off. Now, Ty Jerome, I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I said going into the Final Four, who do you think are some possible um, Dante DiVincenzo type players? Who's going to be the next Dante DiVincenzo? And I said it'll probably be Jarrett Culver, Ty Jerome, Jared Harper, or Cassius Winston. And I threw in the brown kid from Auburn and possibly Kyle Guy. Ty Jerome has been a beast. Ty Jerome needs to be their guy tonight. I think so. I think he's just, he's a little better. He's more of the floor general. Guy is more of like a, Ty Jerome's a little, Kyle Guy's a little bit better of a shooter, but Kyle Guy is more of just a, he is their top scorer, but I see Ty Jerome's kind of like their floor general. He's their guy. And especially facilitating the ball, he's also uh, their their guy, Ty Jerome is. So I think Ty Jerome needs to be their guy tonight. But don't get me wrong, Kyle Guy needs to step up as well. Those two need to be their guys. I think DeAndre Hunter needs – I think DeAndre Hunter can, as long as he plays good – if even DeAndre Hunter has an average game, he can get away with it tonight, uh, as long as Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome do their part. I mean, he gave them a boost in the second half, but – as long as he can have an, at least an average game, maybe a little over that, and just give them that second-half boost if needed, I think that's all they need tonight from a guy like him. So, I mean, yeah, um, Colin, with your thoughts uh, on this game, it's a big game, as I said. I've said it time and time again. We are going to go over this whole March Madness, kind of go over my bracket, which I totally gave up on. I failed because I will say one thing. Pick Nevada to go to the Final Four in this year. Last year, I lacked upsets. I've said it on the podcast, but I'll say it again. I locked upsets last year, so I went over heavy with the upsets this year. Early on, and then later, I didn't pick any upsets, and now here's when all the upsets are kind of happening, so uh, I, I just messed it all up. It's just a draw luck. You can, you can be an expert and still fail your bracket. Just, it happens. Whatever, but we'll go over all of that. You guys can send in your bracket predictions, your biggest fails, your best picks, we can do all that. That'll be really fun. I'd be glad to hear that and discuss with you guys whether I made those same picks or not. It'll be really fun. So hopefully you guys call in on the Anchor Mobile app, please. I'm going to get lonely here this week, so um, I want some company. Um, so now we are going to go over that player poll, which is very interesting. You guys might have seen it. Maybe you haven't. But we're going to go over all that and discuss our thoughts on it right now. Okay, so first of all, I want to thank Barstool Sports because they made a post with all of the polls on uh, it because all of these um, websites, some of the websites would post um, like the MVP poll and then the overrated poll. So they'd all do it separately, and it was just getting really annoying. I was like, please, can one person just have the all the polls on one website? And thank God for Bar- Barstool Sports. I'm pretty sure this is everything right here. Um, so, I mean... We'll see. Uh, And I just have extra tabs open just in case they're missing one. But thank you, Barstool Sports, for actually being, you know, 
mindful and putting everything on here. And they even gave a little bit of a description, which was nice. So thank you, Barstool Sports. Um, so first, we're going to start who's the MVP. So 122 anonymous players voted for who the MVP was. And coming in num- number one was James Harden with 44.3% of the votes. And if you know me, it's a coin flip, but I'm picking James Harden to win the MVP. I don't think he will win. I think Giannis is the pick. Uh, Giannis has had the better record, the better defensive season. His team has been the, as I just said, I just said that. And he's more of just a fan favorite. Houston doesn't get a vote. I think Giannis is going to win. But if I get to choose, it's like Aiden, who's winning MVP? I'm saying it's James Harden. I think he deserves it just slightly more than Giannis. Not even deserves it. It's just I think he's had a better year. I think he has. Like, how do you put up those types of numbers and not win? But same for Giannis. I just think... Get more into detail on those uh, picks later, but you don't want to hear me ramble on about it. But 44.3% of the votes went to James Harden. That's over 122 players. So these are players that have played with this guy. I mean, this is as good as it gets. It's a pretty big sample size. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe plays a little bit of effect on few votes. Coming in at number two is obviously Giannis at 38 So James Harden uh, won that by a little bit of a margin. That wasn't, it was close, but not too close. I mean, that was quick math, about a little over 5% of the uh, more votes for James Harden. And then 12.7% of the votes shows Paul George. I hate how not only with Paul George, it's just like Joel was getting votes, Kyrie, Damian Lillard, Kawhi actually got votes too. Like, they're not the MVP. That's so biased. There was someone in there that voted, and they always do these players' polls, but someone voted, and they're just biased. You know, there's there's some bias in there. It's James Harden or Giannis. It's not Paul George. I'm sorry. It, it maybe, you know, would have made sense a few months ago, two months ago, but I, I'm not surprised, but always people vote for, like, no, they're not going to win it. So he got 12.7% of the votes. Joel got 1.7% of the votes. Probably got like two votes. And then Kyrie, Damian Lillard, and Kawhi each got 1%. So they probably only got like one vote. Um, so really, I mean, it, it's down to James Harden and Giannis. It, it really is. So I don't know why all these other guys um, got all these votes, but they did. Uh, I think there's a little bias there, but whatever. All right. So that one actually, yeah, that got 122 votes. But the next one only got 114 votes, which is a little less than the other one. But it's still a pretty big sample size for who's the best defender. And coming in at number one by a pretty big margin was Kawhi Leonard at 30.3%. Personally, I think Kawhi's probably the best defender in the league. It's starting to get arguable. I'd say it's either him, uh, maybe Rudy Gobert. I, I, like, I don't know. They're kind of both different because Rudy Gobert's a great Rim protector, Kawhi is more of like a man-to-man defender, but I'd say it is Kawhi, yeah. I'd say Kawhi is the best defender. I'm not surprised by this. I don't know. I think it's if it's this season, I, I'd say PG-13 or Ruby, Rudy Gobert or even Giannis Antetokounmpo. I wouldn't say Kawhi Leonard's a strong DPOY candidate this year, but I guess overall, you know, these players play against them, so they feel he... He's uh, the best defensive player. I guess overall he still is. Just this season, there's a few other guys. Whatever, 30.3% of the votes went to Kawhi. That's almost one-third of this, uh, the league, basically. Um is the best defender. Then, coming in at number two is Paul George at 16.2% of the votes. 
Uh, this one makes sense. I mean, I don't I don't think he's the best defender in the league. This season, maybe, yeah, but overall, is Paul George really the best defender in the league? I don't think you can say so. Uh, but this season, sure, number two, that's fine. Uh, then number three, Rudy Gobert, 14.9%. I don't know how you don't really put Rudy Gobert in your top three or top four. So, I mean, 14.9% of the votes, I think he deserves a little more love there, but not too bad. All right, then coming in at number four is Patrick Beverly, 10.5% uh, of the votes. This guy, really good defender. Really, really good defender. Uh, he's a little mouthy, and he's not... I feel like with Patrick Beverly, like he's, I like him. He's a good player, but sometimes, like, he's just a little too mouthy about, like, you're not that great. You're a good defender. I get it. But, you know, I, what am I what am I calling, you know, Patrick Beverly not great? I'm not even in the NBA. But over, you get my point when I say these types of things. He's not that great, and he's all mouthy. And uh, just give me a break. I don't need to hear it. Then coming up. And at number five, Joel Embiid, 4.4% of the votes. All right, that's respectable. He's a good defender. Around there is correct. Number six, Drew Holiday. Yes, 3.5%. I love Drew Holiday. I'm glad to see he's getting recognition as the sixth best defender, according to these 114 players, uh, sixth best defender. Uh, I'm glad to see, uh, see Drew Holiday getting recognition, not just with, like, the 1%. And it's only 3.5%, but I'm glad to see him getting some recognition because – He's such a good two-way player, and I love Drew Holiday. Coming in at number seven was a tie at 2.6% with Giannis Antetokounmpo, Draymond Green, and Chris Dunn, which is one that surprised me a little bit. He's a good defender, but I don't know if he, he should be that high. I think that's a little too high. But Giannis and Draymond, I don't know how you can put them below number seven. So, yeah. And then num- number eight, Clay Thompson, Tory Craig. Mikael Bridges and Marcus Smart at 1.7%. That's pretty good. Why would you even put Tory Craig? Who, who is that? I don't know. Like I don't know who that is. I've ho- heard of him. I don't, I don't even know what team he plays for. So I don't know what, what he's doing on there. I think Clay, Clay's a little high, but, you know, whatever. Mikael Bridges, Marcus Smart, I, I'd say they're a little high as well. Maybe not Marcus Smart. A little biased, maybe, but they might be a little high, but... Not too high. Miles Turner is at number nine. Miles Turner should be way higher. I'm sorry. Uh, so we have uh, Miles Turner, Kyle Lowry, Steven Adams, PJ Tucker, Royce O'Neal, and David Nwaba all getting 1% of votes. Turner should have got more votes. Uh, Lowry, Steven Adams. I mean, Tucker's a good defender, but how good? I- I'd say the only one that should deserve more votes, votes on there is Miles Turner. That's it at number nine. So, I mean, that one, I had a few problems with these players. But, again, they're the ones playing. That's why these votes actually mean something. Because these are the players. These guys play with each other. And this is who they're voting for. Again, there might be a little bias in it. But you get the point. I mean, it's pretty uh, well-rounded. Like, okay. I I see you. So, you know, I like hearing what the players have to say. So, who's the most overrated? Only got 47 votes. So, this one's like, yeah, every vote counts for almost over 2% of votes. So, you know, know, if one person's just being, like, biased or towards someone they hate, it's like, oh, well, that's just, I don't like this one because who's most overrated? There's 47 votes. Come on. Coming in at number one were Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook with 17% apiece. Now, I do agree. I think both these guys are overrated. Personally, I think Russell Westbrook is uh, a stat patter. I think he's probably a top – yeah, he's a top 10 player in my book, and he's a really great player, hustles every night. But I think he stat pads a little. Um, 
And personally, I do think he's overrated, but he's still a great player. And sometimes he's overrated, but he's overhated. And I don't really like Westbrook either because he's just so inefficient. I don't like inefficient players really a lot, especially in good teams. Um, but Westbrook, I, I just do think he's a little overrated. He is also overrated. But Draymond Green, I think he's overrated as well. I mean, this guy scores like eight points per game sure I think if he's on a if he's on a better if he's on a work like a team where he played a bigger role offensively Draymond's one of those players that has to play on a good team you know kind of like Marcus Smart like you know he he's just a good defender like what is that going to do on a bad team you know but I feel like if he's on a team where he played a you know like a team maybe like the box not even the box but like the you know, maybe like the Raptors, even like a team of that caliber where they're a little worse than the Warriors, where he his defense would still matter, but he played a little bit bigger of an offensive role. I think he's, he'd average like 10, 11 points per game. So, you know, his offense would be a little better, but he's not a great offensive player. He's a very good defender, but I do think he's a little overrated. Then coming in on number two, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns at 6.3%. Jimmy Butler, I do think is a little overrated. I think Wiggins... It kind of depends. It, it really just depends on the person. Uh, some people think he's... It's not, it, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't get much recognition anymore. So it's hard to call him overrated. Carl Anthony Towns is not overrated. I'm sorry. I don't think he is. You know, you can make a case that this guy can't lead a team. All of this, all of that. He's soft. But does that make him overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. But 6.3% of 47 votes. So... Like, three people think he's overrated out of 47. So, and those are real players. Then coming in at number four, Sammy Ojale, Kyrie Irving, Brooks, Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner, Luka Doncic, Hassan Whiteside, John Collins, Lonzo Ball, CJ McCollum, Nicole Jokic, DeMarcus Cousins, Paul Millsap, Clay Thompson, Jason Tatum, all receiving 2.1% of votes. Why is Sammy Ojale getting a vote? So 2.1% means one person voted for semi Ojale. And this has been, like, a joke going around just a little bit. Uh, people have been, like, laughing a lot about how someone actually voted for semi Ojale. So it's really only one person. All these people received one vote. So 47 people voted for one single person. So all these people, one person was like, they're the most overrated player in the league. And someone picked semi Ojale. So this is what I'm talking about. There is bias here. There are not bias. You know what I mean? It's not biased, but it's it's a joke to some of these people. They're making semi Ojale. Who knows who semi Ojale is? Unless you're a Celtics fan or you follow Celtics Twitter or whatever, something like a social media platform of the Boston Celtics, because they always talk about semi Ojale. It's, it's ridiculous. And that that's most, I know a lot about semi Ojale from that Celtic social media platforms. But. Who, who, this is what I'm talking about. So it's not 100% accurate because some of these players are rooting for, voting for Semi Ojale. Um, you know, even Barstool Sports says, first, I'm not convinced any of those 47 players actually know who Semi is because he barely even plays. How is he overrated? You know, just because Celtics Twitter overrates him or like Celtics Instagram overrates him. Is he really the most overrated player? No. So this is what I'm talking about. There's like one little joker out there that voted for Semi Ojale. Uh, Kyrie receiving a vote. I, I don't know. Brooke Lopez. All right, I can understand. I wouldn't say Miles Turner serves one. I could see Luca. Hassan Whiteside is an interesting one. I don't really think he's overrated because he doesn't get a ton of minutes because you know he's 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 a, a 
he's a head case for sure. He's a mental case. Uh, and I think if he wasn't, you know, so discombobulated, I'll say that, uh, he would be a much better player. And I do think he's kind of underrated, his skill-wise. John Collins used to be underrated, and now I think he might be overrated. So I don't mind him getting a vote, but any more than one vote out of 47 would bother me. Lonzo Ball, all right, there's there's one person out there. Some people think he's underrated. It, it varies. CJ McCollum, I wouldn't really say he deserves a vote. Jokic, all right, I can see that. Cousins, even, you know, I guess. That one, don't have a strong opinion on. Millsap should not be getting a vote. Paul Millsap should not be getting a vote. Clay Thompson, eh, I guess. But if 100 people are voting, I still say he gets like one or two votes. He shouldn't be getting much at all. And Jason Tatum deserves a vote or two for sure. Uh, Definitely. He's overrated. I'm not afraid to say that as a Celtics fan. Okay, so then, who is the most underrated? And this one made me happy. It made me cry. Kidding. Didn't really make me cry. But who's the most underrated? 116 players voted. So way more than the uh, overrated. But the most underrated player in the league, according to the NBA players, is True Holiday at 16.3%. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so happy that Drew Holiday... I actually used to not like Drew Holiday at all. Back when I was like a... Just really getting into sports, I didn't like Drew Holiday because um, I thought he was overpaid. I did not know anything about him. You could have told me, no, who's Drew Holiday? I don't know. I, back then, I thought he was like a scrub. Like He was like an average starter that was getting paid like $25 million. And then as I got more into sports, I was like, oh, this guy's actually really good. Worth his money. I think he's worth 25 mil. You know, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm overrating him. He's more like a $20, $22 million player, but... He averages 22-7 and is one of the best defenders in the league. I mean, it's hard to argue with. But 16.3%. I'm, I'm just so happy to see uh, him getting votes. Underrated. Most underrated. Drew Holiday. I'm so happy about that. Uh, and then coming in at number two. So Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton received 6.8% of votes. So that was like eight people voted for them. Uh, so Drew, Drew Holiday is per, by a, a good margin. The most underrated player, according to uh, some of these um, NBA players. 6.8% uh, votes for Dame and Chris Middleton. So, coming in at number three is Mike Conley with 6% of the vote. So, he got, like, one less vote than Dame and Chris Middleton. Uh, Middleton. I'm glad to see Mike Conley getting some votes because he definitely is underrated in Memphis. He plays in, like, the smallest market and no-time all-star. I think he deserves an all-star to uh, – because this guy really had a good career, and he's kind of wasted it away playing, like, grit and grind basketball just to barely squeak out a playoff spot in a very small market. Uh, yeah, it definitely deserves uh, some votes. Number four is Bradley Beal, Kemba Walker, Lou Williams, CJ McCollum, 5.1%. Uh, it's tough to really put um, Bradley Beal there and even Lou Williams, uh, but Kemba and C.J. McCollum, again, C.J. McCollum received overrated votes. One person said he's the most overrated player in the league, and about six people think he's the most underrated player in the league. Uh, but I think him and Kemba definitely deserve some votes. I think Beal and Lou Williams can be a little lower on this list for sure. And then num- number five, D'Angelo Russell, 3.4% of the votes. I think he is very well known, so it's hard to call him up. Underrated, but his skills, I think, sometimes people don't realize how really good this guy is. I love D'Angelo Russell, I always have. I never considered him a boss, that's something I'll say, and I say it proud because there are some things I say again. I'll, I'll keep bringing up this example, I'm not afraid to say it. 
things that I was wrong about. Because we're all wrong. We all make takes and we're wrong sometimes. The Lakers were going to make the playoffs. I kept saying that and they never did. So, D'Angelo Russell, I'll say it. Because if I'm I'm willing to say things that I was wrong on, I'll say stuff I'm right on. D'Angelo Russell, I never considered him a bust. I always thought he'd come through. Then he did. Number six, Malcolm Brogdon, Nicole Jokic, and Tobias Harris with 2.5% of the vote. So, again, Nicole Jokic, someone said he's the most overrated player in the year. League and, like, three people said he was the most underrated. So, I don't think he's really that underrated anymore, but few people do. Uh, Harris and Brogdon are pretty underrated, especially Brogdon. So, I'm all right with those. Number seven, Pascal Siakam, Buddy Heald, Stephen Adams, Zach Levine, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Joe Harris with 1.7% of the votes. So it's probably like two votes uh, for each of them. I'd say Siakam is underrated, but of, I think, you know, these past few, you know, this past month or two, people are really starting to overrate Pascal Siakam. So, you know, it's hard to really call him the most underrated player in the league anymore. Buddy Heald definitely deserves some votes, I'd say. Steven Adams, yes. Zach Levine, yes. Spencer Dinwiddie, yes. And Joe Harris, more, yes. So, Siakam's really the only one I really disagree with there. Number eight, Terrence Ferguson, uh, Marcus Morris, Goran Dragic, Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, Danny Green, Justice Winslow, Danilo Gallinari, Bobby Portis, Colin Sexton, Emmanuel Moutier, Will Barton, Austin Rivers, Eric Bledsoe, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic, John Collins, Robin Lopez, Kyrie Irving, Jeremy Lamb, Derek Favors, Robert Williams, Draymond Green, and Paul George all received one vote. All of them. I'm not even going to go over that list. You just heard me. I'm glad to see Robert Williams getting some votes. Danilo Gallinari. Just to point out a few, uh, I don't like Austin Rivers at all. I think he's just an inefficient... Eh, I just don't like Austin Rivers at all. So I don't even want to talk about that one. But there's some guys on there. You can go uh, rewind if you want to listen to that list again or look it up or whatever. But there are some guys like Kyrie. Someone thinks he's the most underrated player in the league. And then some people think he's one person that he's the most overrated. So who knows at this point. Glad to see Jeremy Lamb getting some votes too. Uh, so a few guys. Again, Draymond Green got a vote. So... It's just mixed opinions. And then coming in at number nine, um, there was a split vote. Someone split their vote between P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon. So that was a definite Rockets player. I can guarantee you there's a Rockets player. You split a vote between two Rockets players, you're a Rockets. So you, you feel like, all right, I can't say Harden or Paul, you know. But <sighs> let's just put a, my teammates on here. I can't decide between P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon. So I'll just split my vote. That was such a Houston Rockets player. So if you're ever wondering, did any uh, if you're a Rockets fan, you're wondering, did any of your players vote on this? Yes, I can guarantee you one person did because uh, the person that split their vote between B.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon is a definite Rockets fan, uh, Rockets player, excuse me. Uh, which coach, aside from your own, would you want to play for? That got 121 votes. Uh, Greg Popovich ran away with first place with 40.9%. Well deserved. Number two is Brad Stevens with 10%. My boy Brad Stevens, I think he could be a little lower on this list, but whatever, because he's not really that great at managing egos. But sorry, right. Steve Kerr with 7.8. I've seen Steve Kerr can get heated, but for the most part, if you have a good team, he's pretty chill with you. So, uh, yeah, I understand that one. Dan Tony with 7.4. Yeah, I understand that one as well. He seems pretty chill guy. Good system. Doc Rivers, 7%. Not exactly a chill guy, but you know, he works you hard and makes you a good player, and your team – if you're not a great team, you'll overachieve with him. Uh, Mike Malone, 5.3%. Quinn Snyder at 33 Mike Budenholzer with 24 Kenny Atkins and David Fisdale with 2%. 
at 2%. Terry Scotts and Fred Hoiberg at 10 with 1.6%. Alvin Gentry at 11 with 1.2%. David Yoger, I don't even know how to say that. Eric Spoltro with Rick Carlisle, Brett Brown, Scott Brooks, Phil Jackson, Larry Drew, Dwayne Casey all received 1% of the votes. And Steve Clifford got a part of a split vote. Uh, so... I'm not even going to go over that. So now we're going to hear who the worst refs are, according to 53 NBA players. So this is the, this is a fun one. Uh, I don't really know the refs that uh, – <laughs> I saw one of the answers on here. Sorry. Um, so I don't really know the refs, so we'll just read this. Uh, Tony Brothers got the most votes at 24.5%. Then Scott Foster at number two, 20.7%. Mark Davis with 132 11.3% of the people said all of them, or some variation, but more than one, all of them. Uh, Ken Maurer got 5.6. He should be higher on this list. Zach Zarba, I'm not even going to go over. There's a lot of guys, like Joey Crawford's on there. Uh, just for someone, you know, you guys don't really know when these got 1.8% of votes. So I'm glad to uh, see that they did that. That's funny. All right, where will Kevin Durant be playing next season? 109 votes. So this is this is good. I like this because this gives us even more behind-the-scenes detail um, on where Kevin Durant will be playing next season. Uh, New York came in first at 63.3%. Uh, Golden State came in at number two, 20.2% of votes. Uh, number three is Brooklyn at 4.5%. And then the Clippers at number four with 2.7% of the votes. And then Oklahoma City with 1.8% of the votes. And then Dallas, Boston, Philly, and Portland got 1% of votes. Uh, so that's a good list. I don't know if he's going back to OKC. I don't, really don't see that happening. See either New York or Golden State. Maybe the Clippers. Eh, that's about it. Um, but uh, my uncle is actually James Dolan's personal chef. And, you know, if... if you know, it would be. I said it would be cool if you could uh, ask him. You know, is Katie is Katie coming to New York? But he already told me previously. It's hard to start a conversation with him, so I didn't get into that. Um, but yeah, that's all for the polls. Uh, there's nothing else, I don't think. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, so now we're uh, we have time, right? Eh, we don't really. We're gonna go a little over time, actually. Never mind. We are not going to do the Would You Rather today. We are way over uh, the 30 minutes. So we'll save those for another day. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Call in on the Anchor mobile app again. Type in after the Buzzer Sports Talk. Send in a voice message. Uh, anything you agree or disagree with, anything you want me to do. It doesn't have to be on the show if you don't want it to. Just send in at the end of the message. I'll hear it and won't put it on the show. But if not, I will. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.